This week's guest is Andy Eachim, who joins us from New York City. Originally born and raised in Transylvania, Andy got his start in the industry while in his teens. Andy realized from the early years of his career that bartending would bring money and fame and is really living the American dream right now. Andy spent the last several years coordinating the bar program for Instagram sensation Salt Bay and has now struck out on his own, putting on his flair bartending shows and coordinating bar programs all over the world. Check out his website at mdfkindustries.com or Andy's Instagram profile at mdfkandi. We had a great time listening to Andy tell us his story, and you definitely will too. He's a terrific guy with a lot of infectious energy. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Industry Podcast. My name is Kip. This is Dan. What's happening, buddy? It's me. Uh, you know, actually not much. To be honest with you, really not much. Yeah, 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 good. You, how did the mayoral race work out? Well, let me tell you something. The people have spoken, and they did not say Kip. Yeah. So I am not the mayor of Waterloo as I woke up today, um, but right. it was a lot of fun. And I want to congratulate Dorothy McCabe, who is the mayor of Waterloo, and uh, also to thank Rob Evans and Shannon Weber for putting their names forward and having a nice civil race. Uh, everything everything yeah. went well. It was lots of fun. A wonderful experience. Got to meet a lot, a lot of people all over the city that I never would have met otherwise. So. Yeah, it was a very civilized Canadian election. It sure uh, was. For no. municipal elections, there was no mudslinging or anything. I'm like... I know. Now I'm thinking maybe I should have slung a little mud. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> <laughs> just, just made stuff up. Yeah. Like, Trump style. Oh, just like they do on uh, Reddit yeah. and Twitter. That's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. The, res- the fake results. But yeah, overall, <laughs> a super great experience. We'll see if I try it again. But uh, I'm pretty exhausted right now, so certainly no races in the in the near future. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, so let's talk about uh, the podcast here. We have Andy joining us in just a little while here. But before we get to him, we should mention that if you are a fan of what we do here on the Industry Podcast, you should subscribe, rate, and review the show. It helps a great deal. It's easy to do. You just got to smash that button. If you want to be a guest on the show or if you would like to offer a sponsorship for the show, it's info at the industry club by email or you can dm us at the industry podcast on instagram finally zach Hanna, as always does the great artwork he's 132 episodes deep he's been doing this wow yeah that's a lot of shots you must tell him <laughs> i do it's manhattans mostly but uh, yeah <laughs> well, but money well spent yes absolutely and a big shout out to zach who also did a bunch of work for my campaign so i really appreciate him if you're listening zach Thanks for everything. It's ZachHanna.co. You should check him out if you want any graphic arts work done. He is amazing. Yep. And if someone wants to find your bars, where would they find those? Well, the one bar is Sugar Run, downtown Kitchener. You can uh, That one you're going to have to try and find yourself because it is a hidden speakeasy. And then Babylon Sisters Wine Bar, Uptown Waterloo. Check them both out. Yeah, and we appreciate your support. Perfect. Okay, enough about us. Let's talk to our guest, Andy. Hello, hello. Hey, how's it going, man? How are you? You're not bad. Not complaining at all, Papa. Good. Yeah, perfect. Thanks for coming on the show. Of course. Of course, Papi. Okay, so uh, you're coming to us from New York, where you're, that's where you're located in general, um, but you've been bartending pretty much all over the world. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. I'm gypsy, like blood, like culture, like lifestyle, you know. Right. So you grew up in Transylvania. Born and raised. Born yeah. and raised in uh, Transylvania. More exactly in that city was a Dracula castle in Brasov. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I born there. Um, 
till and I was in that city till uh, I was 14. And after I moved to another city, you know, with school. And uh, in that city, I, as well, I got in this industry when I was 16, like two years later. And since then, game over. Right. So what, uh, what was sort of your first job? My very first job was like a busser. Mm-hmm. 16 years old. At 17, I uh, upgraded. I was a server. 18 and 19, I stayed behind of the bar. Yeah, when I was 19, I stepped behind of the bar, stepped out behind of the bar, but, but by mistake, just because I was in a college. And um, I was just looking for, uh, you know, for uh, the same, like an extra, um, extra job for extra money. And I was kind of tired, you know, to deal with the, the people at the, the, the table and all the shit. And I was looking for like something like more, you know, chill. And I, I still remember it was uh, an announcement like, yeah, we're looking for, you know, pool table maintenance guy so oh. you just have to know to you know, clean up the, the pool tables in the nightclub you know right and uh, the people comes in like you just like rent the you take care of everything what is about the pool tables and stuff and i was like yo let me apply for that it looks like it's a pretty easy job you know you just have to give the you know the sticks the pool sticks and the the pool uh you know bolts whatever and like charge them and like after that you keep the area clean and i was like fuck it let me go for it and i went there and the the guy that I, I give the interview with, he was looking at my resume. I was like, "Yeah, but you've been working in restaurants in bars and whatever for the last couple of years." I was like, "Yeah," and he started looking for. He started asking a couple of questions about like you know regular like mainstream shit, like yo, oh, what is vodka made of or what is cognac made of, and like uh, surprisingly, I, I I answered, and um, and he was like, uh, "You know what?" I have a bartender position for you. And I was like, uh, okay. But I, was like, I never worked in the bar. They're like, come on, you'll be all right. And I, I was like, fuck it. Like, I always was kind of amazed, you know, like what's going on over there, like kind of the bar. I came there, I was like, making, mix it up shit. I was like, in my head, I was like, bro, that's a lot of shit to do. But I was like, uh, if you, uh, actually he, he didn't ask me. He just told me, like, I, I only have a bartender position. If you want to go for it, all right, if not, uh, I cannot hire for like whatever pool maintenance guy no more. There's a how bad can be? Uh, let's see. And that's how I started working behind of the bar. I still remember like the very next day, I was in a training. It was March 8th, it was like International Women's Day. Oh my God, it was freaking hell on the earth, man. <laughs> you know, all the bars, they are like packed. And like literally, I didn't have no clue about anything. I didn't even know like how to. Keep a bottle in your hand and even to mix it up shit. And um, of course, because they were like, like most of the staff was there, even they were day off, like they, they were calling, you come over, it's going to be a busy day, come over here. And I only stayed at the, on the, at the sink, or just like washing glasses and shit, my very first day. And looking up around, and everyone was like, zoo, 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 zoo. <laughs> everyone was screaming to another guy, hey, where's my water, where's my shit? These glasses are on the floor. Hey, you, the new guy, come and clear up the shit. Oh, fuck. I don't know if I can do that. And I literally was like uh, six hours or just like washing shit. And I cleaned up uh, after the bartenders because um, all the stuff was there. Like I said, it's a, in my, back in my home country, it's a big celebration, uh, International Women's Day, because in the same time, it's Mother's Day too. Uh, okay. It's Women's Day and Mother's Day in the same day, March 8th. It's a lot of estrogen. Oh. Oof. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, after that day, like my 
my fingers was like I was staying in a pool for like you know hours or like yeah. <laughs> swallowing and of course they, they took care of me they gave me some cash and I was like bro it's not that bad huh? <laughs> yeah 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 it's, it's never as bad when you get paid at the end of the night right like even the yeah. worst fucking night is like oh but then you made that money you're like yeah I can come back <laughs> yeah and like and after I would just like stay and chill with the, the bartenders they give us the drink and which I never did it. I never done it, you know, working like a server or like a buster back in the days. And I was like, bro, like, it's not that bad. Like, the money is good. Like, you even, like, drink for free at the end of the shift. I was like, I kind of like it. And uh, after that, I had to stay, like, another week in, uh, you know, training, whatever. And finally, they got me, you know, my own shift. And I, trust me, I, I, I love it, man. Like, for real, I love it that, so much that I even freaking you know so I was doing I was looking for this type of job actually like an extra job to pay my college so I like everything that was going on over there you know like I was 19 like a lot of cash a lot of like you know pussies and shit like nightlife like poof, everyone was like coming to you asking you for things asking you for numbers and things I was like fuck you love you I was like fuck this college bro like what I need it for yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for real and I literally uh a little drop off and I like, just like invest all my money in a uh, uh, certificate for that. And after that, later on in a uh, flare bartending, but this is a long story short, how I got in, in uh, yeah. kind of the bar. So was this, nothing was in purpose. And this is all in Transylvania or when you moved to the U S no, no, no. I moved to the U S when I was 25. Oh, okay. And so this is all there. Yeah. All in my home country, Romania, Romania. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was born and raised in Transylvania, but like the next city that I moved in when I was 14 is out of, outside of Transylvania, but it's still in Romania. Gotcha. So it's at the border with Moldova. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what made what sparked the move to move to the U.S.? Oh, so 19, 20, 21 to 25, I had my best life, best time of my life. I was working in a nightclub. I was working like two, three nights a week, max. I got into flare bartending too, and uh, I was competing. Uh, I was like a little superstar back in my home uh, hometown, just because like I was working in the best nightclub. It was amazing, and but like uh, I got to a point when I was like, bro, like, uh, now, now, now what's next? You know, because like literally the home country, my my country couldn't give me more; they already give it to me. You know, so I couldn't like spread out my wings more than that. And like, bro, like. Uh, let me just switch it up, the, you know, the continent. And then, since I was a little one, I was like dreaming about all this American dream or like I was amazed with like American movies, American food, American everything. Like, fuck it. Let me, let me get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and so did yeah, you but by then I did like, uh, I did a lot of competitions. I did like, actually my biggest, uh, I did a lot of mixology and flair bartending competitions, but I was never like, you know, top one. But I was like, I was in a freaking uh, top 10 all the time. Top 10 national wide, international, always top 10. But like, I never like, you know, it's like hard to be the, the, the best one. Actually, it's easy to get the best one, but like, it's hard to like to keep being the, the best one, the, the right. number one. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it was kind of frustrating for me. I was like, fuck it, fuck it. Uh, I won a couple of them. One of them was uh, the Monin from 2016. I won the first uh, place. And they sent me to, to Paris to represent my home country at a worldwide contest. And I took the, 
uh, Romania on seventh place, which never ever been in mixology ever contested, even nowadays. Right. Yeah. And after that, uh, I was like, bro, like, you know, what's next? Like, I don't want to stay here no more. Like, I, I know I can like more than this. And uh, a year later, I moved to New York. Nice. To New York, actually, to, to the States. I was like a couple of more series before New York. So how did you find it? Like you were saying, you're kind of like a big fish in a smaller pond back home in Romania, but now you're moving to New York and there's like, it's the bartending Mecca, right? So how did you find it when you got to New York? Was it, was it easy to bust into the bartending scene and, and be well-known like right away or did it take some time? Man, to be honest, it wasn't that hard for me. I still remember that my very first job was uh, on Martha's Vineyard, which is next to Boston. Oh. Mm-hmm. And uh, my very first shift, I still remember, your last shift, mudslide or something like this. Ugh, gross as fuck. But like, <laughs> they, they, they were selling like, like crazy over there. And I was, keep, I was doing that. I was putting all the ingredients in the blender. And I still remember, by reflex, you know, I did the behind of the back. I was like, fuck. And all the bar was like, whoa, whoa. It's like, what? Do it again. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, you do whatever and like I did again the behind of the bag just looking in their eyes you know fuck this one look <laughs> that was the moment I was like yo here is gonna be way easier than bag <laughs> you know like yo guy yo, let me show you something and uh, I will just like start flipping a thin bottle that's it like pop 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 yo everyone was going crazy everyone was pulling out the phone it's like oh, all the, yeah. the, the guys from the bar the scene they were going nuts like, whoa, 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 it's amazing whoa. and like, this is the moment when uh, it's ca- I kind of figured like bro like it's not going to be that hard you know? <laughs> 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 just, just because back in my home country um, it's a thing to like to invest a lot of time and invest a lot of money in, in, uh, in, your, in your skills you know, in your upgrades because everyone over there is like more or less, they doing flair bartending because there are a lot of competitions as well. It's a lot of you know competitive, a lot of good guys. Most of the if you go to Vegas too, if most of the bars they are full of uh, East European guys, the flair bartenders. Right. And uh, I, I was you know aspiring to to do a good move here in America, but I didn't really know like how the deal is. I was just like oh, I just want to go there and I'll figure out my life because mm-hmm. I will. I'm always like from you know one month one other i never like really think more than a couple of months ahead i'm like super you know this was up you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm going the flow and um since i got that uh, since i got over there i was like bro this is gonna i feel it's gonna be pretty easy and from there the season was over i was like yo let me move to miami I always was fascinated about Miami, the big booties and like freaking Latinas and Pantries <laughs> and all, you know, that, that. and like doing freaking, you know, pina coladas in January, February, you know. Uh, I was like, you're move to Miami. I moved to Miami, super, you know, like confident and shit. And this was 2017. And I started looking up for the jobs and everyone was like, Habla español. I was like, bro, it's America. What the heck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, habla español. No, no, siento, no. Fuck, bro. And um, I was like, look, going like from one spot to another with my phone, you know, like, yo, this is what I'm doing. This is what I know to do. I've been over here. I've been over there. Like, um, I was showing like the videos with me when I was competing back in the days with like six items in the air and shit. Like, oh, okay, okay, we'll call you, we'll call you. Man, I was like so disappointed that I literally was looking out for jobs for like three weeks every day. My mind was like going down little by little. I was like, oh, that's right, bro, man. I was like, 
And you know, when you leave your country, like I was like, I was just like this. I'm just gonna come back. I already have some some money. I have like a, a little bit left. I'm just gonna go back to Romania, and you know, because it was my comfort zone over there. Everyone want like kind of know me. Like uh, I have my like kind of name already built in my home country. I was like, oh, fuck it. Like it's not that easy that that I thought how was on the island, and um, I still remember was. Uh, so I was going every morning on Indeed.com, applying for every single announcement where I see looking for a bartender, bartender position. I was putting down on the paper, putting in a backpack with all my freaking resumes and like go door to door, you know? And one of them was like new threat hires for all the positions. I didn't know who's new threat, you know? I just like took the address. I went there. I have an interview with an HR. And uh, after a couple of days, she, she called me again. I was like, can you come again? I was like, fuck you. I just want a job. Um, after I have another uh, interview and she was like, hey, we, we really like you. They put me to do like different cocktails. And um, I was making it. I did some moves. I was like talking about it. I was like, yo, you know what? Uh, we really like you. We really want to hire you. But you, you're going to have another interview, the third interview with the chef himself. I was like, with the chef? And they were like, yeah, with the chef. Like, I was like, okay, whatever. I just I just want a job, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I come after a couple of days when the chef came in here. It was kind of kind of weird for me because like I'm a you know, I was applying for a bartender position, so why should I give a the final interview with the chef? Right. But everyone calls him like that. And uh, when I got here, uh, over there, I saw him, the guy with the glasses and a ponytail. I was like, bro, I know this great this this, this fucking guy, man. Like he's because I, I knew his face, I knew the meme on the Facebook, the guy was like spreading songs, oh, everything. Oh yeah. I was like, yeah. yo, I, I know him, man. And after that, I look up, Nustret, ah, oh, this is his real name, actually. But you know, like everyone know knows him like Solbe, you know, right. yeah. Solbe, yeah, yeah. whatever. So Nustret said, Oh, so this is his real name. Oh, so this is the ship. Oh, 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 I was like so pumped and I started shaking and whatever. And uh, I got over there. I still remember it was a, a, a table, him and uh, a girl who was translating. He's Turkish. And I got over there. And uh, yo, just to let you guys know that that guy's weird as fuck. He's like, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I, I don't know. Uh, he has yeah, sunglasses. Was looking at me like this. <laughs> and uh, I was looking at the, the girl who was over there to translate everything. I was like, oh. And she was like, say something about yourself. Okay. And I turned back to him and I started selling myself. You know, I said like, Phew, I, wa- uh, I was there. I was there. I was in that uh, TV show's uh, uh, guest. I was uh, I was competing over there. I was champion. You know, and after that, he interrupted me. He was like, champion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I started talking about, yeah, champion, 2016. And he was like, uh. he, he put my hand like this. And like I, I gave a shake with him. I was like, I didn't know what was happening. And he was with the girl. And the girl was like, he wants him to make him a cocktail. I was like, yo, fuck it, yo, of course. And um, I went in the freaking restaurant where it was like everything constructions. So I went behind of the bar. And uh, okay, let's let's make a cocktail for this guy, right? I prepare whatever. I don't remember why. And uh, I went back. He was keep interviewing people. And I went back over there and uh, I gave him and I started talking about what I put there, why this 
ingredient why this uh, liquor and what who's looking at me who's looking at the cocktail by the way he doesn't drink though i, I found out after oh he's muslim <laughs> oh right yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's looking at me as a another one <laughs> like, Fuck it, okay i went back I, went, I made another cocktail i came with another presentation whatever he looked at me he looked at the cocktail and, was like, oh. and he said in uh, such a broken english uh, do you know bellini yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like bellini the best it's like okay Bellini. <laughs> okay. And I went back in the bar with the third cocktail that he never touched the cocktails that I made That's it for so him. Weird. And I went back and I made a twist by Bellini. And I came back, I made it up, I come over, I uh, talk about it like it was like like very, you know, uh, arrogant. I give him so okay, you okay, I'll, I'll talk with you later. And uh, I didn't know what's going on. And the girl was like, yo, you're good. Like, don't worry about it. He's a weirdo. Dude. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and they called me like right like, after a couple of hours. It was like, hey, um, can you come for the training? We uh, actually, no. They, they called me. I didn't answer because I didn't. I, I don't know why they didn't answer at that time. But like, I finally, like, I called him. Actually, it was Miami. I, I definitely, I was like pretty fucked up or something. And the <laughs> next day, I, I was like, yo, let me, let me call. And there was the HRs, like, after two days or something. Trust me, yo, Miami, it's oof. If, you, if you're not focused, man, you can lose yourself, like, so easily. And uh, I call him, like, after, like, one day or the next day. And they're like, hey, Andre, yeah, uh, you missed the, the training. says, oh, Okay, I'm sorry. I was just like bullshitting. Oh, I was busy. So, okay, you gotta come to the to the training because we gotta open the restaurant in in the week. It's like fuck it, of course. No, I was like, yeah, okay, okay. I'll, I'll find my time and I'll come over. <laughs> and I was like, so pumped, and I come in. I was like, bro, I was 25, like I said, two years after the, no, four months after I got to the states, and uh, now I kind of look like a man-ish, you know. But like I was looking like no, even like facial hair right <laughs> skinny as fuck i got over there through all the you know the latinos how they are like pretty you know massive manly you know all everyone is working out over there in miami i was like hey was like well hey you know uh, you, you barbecue no i'm a bartender <laughs> uh, do you want to at me like this oh, okay okay well, I'm a freaking white boy <laughs> okay i was just like yeah it was, it was pretty awkward and um I stay there. I just like listen to everyone. Uh, I, I never was that guy, by the way. I never was the guy who was like, yo, let me, yo, shut the fuck up. Let me show you what I, what I, what I know and what I do. Um, I just like listen to everything. Freaking, you know, how, you know how is the training? Like you got to go to all the menu, got to learn all the cuts, especially from the steakhouse like that. And um, uh, they give us the menu to learn it. And the next day we had uh, some tests, like written tests and practice tests. And at the practice test, you know, uh, I had to do what I had to do. And like, psh, 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 psh. and everyone's like, bro, yo, yo, what, 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 you, bro? Like, and then, like, out of the sun, they started giving me attention, you know? Like all the people, even I was like, uh, you know, just the 120 pounds. And, you know, <laughs> the, the white boy with green eyes from freaking Europe. And Nusret saw that too. And uh, he was kind of, you no, know, he, he, he's never going to be that guy who's like, you, bravo, you, I love you. 
you are the guy. Like, I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for working in my company. He would just like keep recording me. And he was bringing like a figure. He was bringing all the, the, the big names to my own station when I was working. So like Puff Diddy, like, you know, I was my fifth month in the in America and I was doing flair for Puff Diddy with the Ciroc. Oh. He was recording me. She, boom, the Fed Joe, Wiz Khalifa, the, the guy who was like discovered Drake, I don't know, with a big mustache. Uh, uh, so Nusred was like personally bringing these guys in front of my, my station to make them cocktails. And that's why I understand like, yo, this guy is really appreciating what I'm doing. Like he really, know, you know, knows, the, you know, uh, I know my craft. And uh, it was a really good, it was October, October, November, December, really good three months. I made so much money. I never saw in my life so much money uh, coming from, like I said, from Europe. And you know how is Miami? It's like tippings included, and with the pros, punk, whatever the the points who you have, you make a good money. But like for me, in that moment, it was like whoa, yeah, <laughs> America. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> January, he opened the second restaurant in uh, in the states, which was New York. And uh, after two days, he called the manager from Miami. I was like, yo, I'll send this guy over there, and uh, they sent me to New York. I was like, bro, I'm going to New York. You know, I've never been to New York. I was like, yeah, we're going to New York. Why? Because Nusret solving himself called me to come over there, like, you know, to, to work for the opening. And I got in there, and like, uh, Nusret, you just like, hey, you show, show. This is what he knows to, to say, like, main words. So I know that I have to go there just to, you know, to, uh, you know, put in the show, Anima the Bar. This is all the concept about this restaurant. That's why, like, you can you can take the same uh, you know piece of cut, the cut of the steak, for uh, like um, let's say a hundred dollars less, two hundred dollars less in another steakhouse. But what he does is put in the show. So uh, this the whole concept of the restaurant. So if someone is on the floor, him and or the guys who like put in the show with different appetizer, with the steak, with the salt, he needs people put in the show with the cocktails, with delivering uh, mm-hmm. alcohol on the bar as well. So I got there. <clears throat> It was like June. My pe- so I got in America in June. In January, I already was in a standing in the Sheraton Hotel in Times Square, in a freaking king size bed, <laughs> <laughs> the like sixty second floor or something. I was seeing the Times Square like from, from my room, and uh, oh, I had the best time of my life. I was like, bro, I didn't really know like how was everything going on. I was just like, like fuck it. I don't know if I'm gonna have this share again. I was just like doing room service every day. I was bringing prostitutes every night. I had like a little. <laughs> <laughs> it was first time in New York, yeah. like, bro. Like they're gonna send me back to Miami sooner or later, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had like a little fridge. I never stayed in five house hotel in my life. <laughs> and I had like a little, you know, uh, the little alcohol. How do you say in English? Bottles. Oh, like oh, the airplane bottles? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like two different brands for every single uh, type of liquor. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know, like every every day when I was coming back, like it was was back full i was like yo this, this hospitality it's amazing <laughs> i didn't know i didn't really know that you have to pay for <laughs> I, thought, I never stayed in a hotel especially yeah. like I, i've been staying but not like with a full mini bar in your room right you know? yeah yeah yeah. and uh i was for like two weeks over there and i'm telling you like i was like they're gonna send me back to new york like let me make the best of it and I was bringing the people, yo, I don't know why, but I, every time my mini body is full in my room, come over there. And I was bringing people from New York, from New York team in my room till the morning. Anyways, it was amazing. And after two weeks, the even the, the bartenders from the New York team, they were like, 
yo, we, we love you. Don't want, don't, I, we don't want to go back to New York, to, to Miami. I was like, man, I don't know. Like, you know, it is what it is. I want to stay here too. And even the, the, the New York guys, they were like speaking with the GM, the operational GM. And I was like, yo, don't send this guy back to Miami. He's so cool, whatever. And the manager came to me and was like, yo, don't go back to Miami. Stay in New York. And it took me like six seconds. I was like, you know, I don't have a relationship. I don't have a wife. I don't have kids that I know. And I was like, fuck it. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's yeah. be a New Yorker for a while. It's like, you want to move to New York? I was like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Everything was happening so fast for me and so That's many like crazy. big things. And I was like, yo, of course, yeah, bring it up. And I was like, okay, we'll give you another two weeks of the hotel. Meanwhile, you have to finish up your, you know, you got to look up for a spot for yourself. Like, fuck it. Okay. And, uh, those two weeks, I look out for a spot. Actually, in the last three days, I'll, I found this, I look out for and found the spot. And but like, I always like keep partying and keep like having a lot of fun in my hotel room. And uh, I still remember like a couple of days before to send the the whole Miami team back to Miami. Uh, I was talking with a guy, you know, I was going like super fucked up in the morning in the hotel room. <laughs> he was like, "Yo, I'm going back to Miami." It's like, "Bro, I'm gonna stay in New York," you know. He was like, yo, I'm so tired, man. I got to do my laundry and shit. And I got to work later before I go to Miami. And she was like, and I was like, what are you doing laundry? It's like, yeah. Like, cool, me. Like, yo, <laughs> the hotel does the laundry, right? <laughs> <laughs> because like, every morning I have my, my shirt like this, like iron with a, with, with a sticker on it. I was like tipping everyone. Even <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> all the hotel was new to me. It was on me, ah, this guy, okay, papa. And, uh, I was like, yo, the hotel does the laundry. And the guy was like, no, the, uh, we, we, we cannot do the laundry in the hotel. Remember, the, the company said we cannot use the facilities and shit. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> when I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, man, but like, you know, like it's more convenient for you. No, 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 like, no, I don't want to get in the promise the company and shit. Anyways, and that was the moment I figured, bro, because I came like two days after they opened. Because Nusret said that, Nusret saw, saw they said that, um, he saw it's nothing going on in the bar. It's like, you'll bring that guy from Miami. And they didn't let me know with anything, you know? <laughs> I was just like, got the room. I was like, bro, I'm living the best time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to check out in a couple of days. And I went to the concierge. I was like, hey, uh, can I please have the, <laughs> the, the charges? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. bill and whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, sir. Yeah. Oh, oh, Mr. Andre. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. There you go. And he gave me like, you know, it was like, a lot of papers like this. I'm not <laughs> exaggerating, like fucking two inch of paper. And um, it was like 7,000 or something. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, man, it was like 7,000. And like, trust me, I started shaking. I started like, oh my God, what, what I'm doing here? I'll definitely the one. Like, I literally, like my brain, it's literally blocked because it was, was laundry, it was like... Uh, not even breakfast downstairs was like room service, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, I'm, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck, at least I had a good time. I'm going to go back to Miami. That's it. I'm going to find out another job. Um, <laughs> and, and I was like, but like, I got to like, you know, try not to say anything. Like, wh what should I say? You know, like, hey, sir, you know, I, I have some charges on your credit card. Total good company. But um, I was like, you know, fuck, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, don't say anything. And uh, I had to go to Miami to bring my stuff, 
back to New York because they were like, okay, you find your spot. Okay, you got to check out. We'll bring your stuff. Go to your new spot and start working in your location. And I still remember I went. I actually I called a guy to take my stuff because everyone from the hotel knew me because I was like tipping everyone. Like I was paying <laughs> <with> everyone. <laughs> and the guy took my shit, like my, my luggage. He went out. And after that, I went to, hey, Andy, what's up? So, yeah, I'm just going to have a beer around the corner. Yeah, okay, good one. Yeah, I'll see you later. Okay, okay. I went out. I met the guy. He gave me my luggage and I went to Miami. And the next day, and I, ha- I had to stay over there like, for like three days. I had turned three days to pick it up my stuff and come back to New York. And I got in Miami. And I was like, bro, they don't know shit. Come on, it's a big company. They're not going to figure it out. <laughs> and the, the next day, the GM called me. To, to do, and I was like, I'll stop shit. I was like, he knows. He knows. He, fine. he figured it out. And, and I said, <clears throat> hey, what's up? Hey, Andy, yeah. Uh, what's up? I'm in Miami. Like you said, I, I came to pick up my stuff. Did you check out the hotel? I was like, uh, I, I don't know, sir. Like, I just left, you know, like... You know they they uh, they charge us another day just because you didn't check out. Just I'm I'm so sorry I didn't know about this. Okay, okay. Next time, just like be more you know uh, prep out and something. Be more careful. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll be in your day after tomorrow. Okay, okay, okay. And I still don't not even I didn't say anything no more. <laughs> I still don't know what happened, man. Like uh, <laughs> I swear on my life, they didn't tell me anything about those charges on the room. So definitely someone paid for it. Definitely, I think the company paid for it. Like, uh, I, 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 still, I didn't ask. I didn't say anything. I was like, nobody said, tell me shit since then. <laughs> That's but amazing. trust me, I, I thought I was going to be the freaking last day of my life in that company. Didn't say anything. I didn't say anything either. I don't know what happened with the beers, how they lost, whatever. Because there were a couple of us in the... Anyways, I, I don't even want to think about it still. <laughs> Great story. But trust me, I had the best time of my life, man. Uh, $7,000 in Times Square? Just the charges, not the room. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> and, um, and that's how I started to work uh, in a New York location. And over there, because uh, it was a new spot, a lot of people was coming in. And because it was like a... I think it's still type of, you know, pretty known steakhouse name. A lot of people comes in to see that guy. And um, I was like, bro, this is my moment. I got to, you know, I got to keep, you know, showing off, you know, because that's the way you let the people know, you know, your craft. And this is how I started to make the connections in New York. You know, like New York is huge. A lot of people with money want to throw a nice party in New York. And if they want to, you know, if they are big ballers, they want to have like everything outstanding. So even the guy who's serving drinks, you're like, uh, let me be, let, let me have the a guy who's like making a show when he's serving drinks. And this is how I started doing like events each there, each there, you know, when I was asking a guy to cover my shift, even I was working full time for no set. And I started working little by little. And um, after that, the company was growing up so much in the States and they started opening locations, Boston, Dallas. Beverly Hills, Las Vegas. And I was the only one from the bar who was like, uh, Nusret was calling for me. So I went all these locations, staying for like at least four, five months, uh, weeks, I'm sorry, four, four weeks to eight weeks in every single location. I was in Boston. And I, I was opening the, the location. A lot of people was coming up for that guy 
And, you know, to see that guy, you got to wait for your table because it's pretty packed. So waiting for your table, you got to stay at the bar having a drink. And it was like a win-win, you know? <laughs> so I had to show off and I had to like make friends. I had to make connections. So that's because of this, because the, of the, you know, the, how you call it in English? Uh, like he put me out there because of yeah. he put me out there. I make a lot of connections in every single city. I, I even have girlfriends, at least one in every single city, you know? <laughs> Boston, Dallas, Beverly Hills, Vegas, everywhere. I have friends, I had connections. And it, it got in that moment when uh, the people was like, start trying me out, you know, like in different, like in that series. And after that, was trying out in like different countries, different continents. And I was like, keep asking for like day off, day off, weeks off. Till a year ago, when I was like, yo, I cannot do, and I, I still had to open another location was the Las Vegas one. And I was like, yo, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta leave, you know, like I really appreciate you guys. You give me a lot of, you know, exposure, but I, uh, I gotta, you know, take care of my own brand and like, I appreciate what you guys did for me. But, uh, and they, they really, you know, they, they have a lot of rights because you know, you're a full-time employee. Like you already close our eyes for a lot of shit that you're already doing. I even like, you know, come pretty, you know, tipsy at work a couple of times. They didn't <laughs> say shit, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I was trying to quit like a year ago and we had a conversation, like nobody's like stays, especially in this big company like that. They were like, okay, we, we're going to get in a, in a common sense with us, in a, in a common point. You can have your own, you know, gigs. You can have your own off time as long as you let us know ahead to can, you know, figure out the, the schedule. And I said, okay. And it went like that another year when it started going better and better on my side. And, like, I, I literally couldn't do it no more. And the, the managers were pretty pissed off. And I was like, yo, and like this June, I was like, yo, I really love you guys. Thank you so much for everything. In my head, thank you for this $7,000 that I had in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol and prostitutes and shit. And I was like, but I gotta, like, I gotta take care of my, my, my stuff. You know, I've been working for you guys for the last four years, five years. Um, I gotta, you know, do something for myself. I, I try and like build up my brand, you know, expand my brand as much as I can. And uh, since then was June. That's what I'm doing. I'm just, you know, hopping. I'm a gypsy, like a gypsy, yeah. literally bartender. <laughs> I'm just like hopping from one spot to another, doing events, doing pop-ups, doing uh, uh, cons- consulting, good opening spots. Like I said, I just came back from Miami. We opened mm-hmm. the, the coolest spot. They put like $6 million in all the decorations in the in the restaurant. It looks amazing. It's called the Wet Miami. It's like all, everything like aquarium, Poseidon theme, whatever thing. So I was there for like two weeks to open that spot. And um, Monday, I'm leaving to Romania. I'm going to have a guest in my hometown. I guess she's oh, nice. nice. And after that, I leave to, from Romania, I go to Greece. And I love it. I love it. I, just, I think that this one makes me, makes me happy, like changing, like seeing new people, seeing like new places. This one keeps me, you know, keeps on going. It's amazing, I feel like yeah. if I'm going to stay like in a single spot for like more than like a couple of days, I'm getting depressed and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm, you I'm a super elbow guy. Yeah. I, I think you figured it out. I think you figured out this bartending shit, man. That's how you got to be doing it. Just traveling around the world, doing different spots all the time. It's awesome. Yeah. Good yeah, for man. you, man. Congratulations. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Tell our listeners where you they can find you on Instagram or anything else you want to promote. 
So um, you guys can go on the my Instagram with MDFKND. Let me tell you like what what's the MDFK coming from? Yeah. Do you have time for this? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. oh yeah, sure. All right, so MDFK it's uh, comes from motherfucker. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it's motherfucker Andy. Just because like I I used to like call myself Andy since I was in my home country long time ago, but like MDFK all this MDFK came from uh, uh, my last competitions, my last competition with Monin. After I won the national one and they sent me to the international one, you know, you have to do your own routine. You have to do the routine for the for the contest. Even in Samisoji, you have like, mm-hmm. like keep repeating, keep repeating the speech, the speech with the moves, everything. And uh, I was uh, training. I was like repeating my routine. I was like practicing with my head bartender back then that time. Vlad is his name. And like every time I was like uh, forgetting the speech, I was like... Uh, uh, putting more ingredients than I supposed to like and I was like keep like fuck bro like like this is a this is a big competition for me like I gotta represent my home country and I'm kinda I'm nervous and he always be like yo yo fuck you man yo you you don't go for them man they come for you they come for you over there you are a motherfucker bartender bro you are a mother no actually he was like you are a motherfucker rock star bro like fuck that shit and I was like keep putting my mind you are a motherfucker rock star bro like they come <laughs> for me over there I'm not going for anyone over there like they don't know what I'm Missing there, or what I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna like you know forget to put in, forget to you know say a word. I'm a motherfucker rockstar, I'm a motherfucker rockstar. And <laughs> I did a good move. I did a good move. And after that, I didn't have any Instagram by then. And after that, after a couple of weeks, you know, your Instagram, Instagram, I was like, fuck it, let me make an Instagram account too. And I was like, what should I put? Andy, it's already taken. But then the end is taken. Andy, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yo, let, let me put yo, I'm a I'm a motherfucker rockstar, right? Let me put a fucking motherfucker rockstar. But I couldn't put motherfucker rockstar. Let me put motherfucker bartender. And like, I know why I was taken too. <laughs> motherfucker Andy, man. But like to make it shorter, and I look up for like slangs on the internet. How can I, you know, like make it shorter, motherfucker? And I saw in an urban dic- uh, dictionary, it was like motherfucker in slang, it can be right, written like MDFK. I'm like, fuck it, that's it, bro. MDFK, Andy, like fucking, like, I'm going to even, even tattoo somebody over here, MDFK, Andy, you know, on my fingers. So it's like yeah. literally eight letters, easy to remember, straight on point. And like, since then, I'm just a motherfucker, Andy. Nice. <laughs> wow, awesome, Andy. Thanks for coming on the show. You are a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you, man. Thanks for giving us your time. This was awesome. Hilarious stories, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. All and right. this is only the stories from the United States. I didn't say the stories like by the time I know we might have to have you on. We might have to have you on again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again, buddy. Appreciate you coming on. Have a great night. Bye, Bob. Bye. Big love. Thank you so much.